Let us pray. God, we thank you for this opportunity this evening to gather in this Advent season and worship you. And as we're gathered here, please speak into our hearts and our minds and our lives. Give us the words that we need to hear. And God, make my words your words. In Jesus' name, amen. In our Wednesday night Advent services, we've been talking about our Advent candles, these candles that we light every year, and the candles represent different characters in the Advent story. They also represent different principles. And last year, we uh, did the Advent perspectives from some of the characters, and we may revisit and talk more about the characters that the candles represent. But each of these candles represents a a different idea, a different principle, deeply connected to Advent. And having only three uh, opportunities to talk, and really uh, five candles last week, I spoke of hope and peace, the candles of hope and peace. Next week, Pastor Dan is going to share with us about joy, the pink candle, uh, known as Mary's candle. And of course, we know the center candle is Christ's candle, the candle that we light on Christmas Eve, the Christ candle. So tonight, that brings us to the third candle, which is love. Important concept in our faith, important concept in the gospel story, certainly important as we think about the Advent story. In Advent... We prepare, we expect, we wait for the coming of Christ again. And so in Advent, we should prepare our hearts anew for love, for the love of God that is expressed from God and is expressed in multiple other ways. In Advent, we prepare to experience the beginning of the greatest love story ever told in the history of the world that God became flesh and came to the world, came out of love. And so uh, this is why we have this, this candle of love. It's interesting, our gospel passage tonight is one of the most fascinating in in the book of John. Uh, John is a very interesting book. This is John chapter 15. Uh, Jesus talks about a lot here, the vine and the branches Uh, the things the disciples are going to experience. But he also gives perhaps one of the most complicated passages in some ways uh, in all of the scripture on love. Most important in this passage is that we are invited to embrace love. Particularly, we're invited to embrace God's love. God's love which does not fail. God's love that is not conditional. God's love that won't go away. Even if we're ignoring God, even if we're rejecting God, even if we don't understand our need for it, even if we're not feeling it or experiencing that God's love does not go away. That there's something about human love that ebbs and flows, doesn't it? It has its moments of great joy and its moments of challenge. That sometimes love feels like a great gift. In other times, love can feel like a bit of work. It's different with God. 
God's love never fails. It never goes away. And Christ modeled this for us. Christ modeled the kind of love that the Father had for him and has for him. Christ modeled the kind of love that he has for us. Christ modeled the kind of love that we're to have for each other. That's what this passage with a bunch of words kind of organized differently than we might used to be used to be thinking about, might be used to. That's what this is about. You see, Jesus modeled this for us. That really, we all understand to some level this concept of love. We all desire to understand it more deeply. We all yearn for and search for love in various ways. And Christ came to bring the perfect love, to model for us the perfect love. But the best love, the the truest, purest form of love can only be experienced and expressed in relationship. That love outside of relationship uh, only goes so far. In fact, it can go so far as to kind of cross that line of idolatry that we hear about in the scriptures. But powerful, meaningful love is best expressed in relationship. And this is why the Christ child comes to be in relationship, to model relationship for us. That the unique cornerstone of Christianity is that our God desires to be in relationship with us, to connect with us, that our God walked among us, experienced the things that we experienced, wrestled with the things that we have wrestled with. It's interesting to me because the Gospel of John is unique to the other to all the four Gospels, to the other three. And, and understand that the Gospel books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they all tell a lot of the, they tell the same story. They highlight different stories. They phrase things in different ways. But they're all a perspective. You know, imagine uh, being with Jesus when one of these miracles or healings or teaching happened. And if there were four of us gathered together, you know, maybe just the four of us sitting up here and we were told to, to write down the story as we remember it. That even though we saw and experienced the same thing, I guarantee you my story would be a little different than Pastor Dan's. And that would be a little different than Dave's. And that would be different than Micah's or Laura's. And so that's what we have in these gospel writers. But John is so unique to the others in so many ways. And John takes the perspective of relationship. That that's John's emphasis. That that's John's focus. God's relationship with us. God's relationship with the world. Our relationship with God. Our relationship with one another. Our relationship with the world. And so John's perspective is unique. And, and as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about this concept of love, this, this concept of love in our candle. And, and what does love have to do with Advent? And of course, a lot comes to mind. But I think of Joseph and Mary. I think of Mary's love for God to accept this mission that she was given with joy and humility. I think of Joseph, whose love of God and certainly his love of Mary was to uh, embrace this controversial situation, this unknown. Those of you who've had the privilege of having children know the love that happens when your children are born. 
It's like something you cannot quite describe, quite express. I remember when Jessica was pregnant with Micah, people would always tell me, you don't really understand love and and certainly can't even begin to understand God's love until you have a child. And then you really begin to understand. But in that moment, remember that God's love is even bigger than that. And I think about my love for my family, my love for my children, that has its moments, right? As we all do. That love is so much a part of the Advent story. Imagine Mary and Joseph in that cave on the hillside as their son, the Messiah, is born in odd circumstances, to say the least, an odd story in the midst of stuff. Imagine. Jesus loves us, he says in the passage, because the Father first loved him. Understand that loving us for Jesus, that Jesus loving us for Jesus, that's not a chore. That's a joy. You know, I think sometimes we look and we say, well, God loves me, God loves us, and we think about, well, God has to, poor God has to put up with me. It's not a chore. For God, this is a joy, and we'll get to joy next week. That this love that God has for us, this love story of Christ coming to earth, God's Son coming to earth, is the most meaningful, most important kind of love. And to be truthful, if we think about those that we love the most, we put the most effort, the most patience, the most tolerance, the most energy, the most humility, the most effort in learning into those that we love the deepest. That love is a great gift. Love is, in some ways, undescribable. It's not something that we can fathom, that we can put our hands on. It, it's real, it's powerful. But love is also a choice. And there are moments, right, in parenting and marriage and relationship where love feels like a joy. And other times where it feels a little more like a choice. And you can think of any relationship and know that this is true. But this humble coming of this Christ was not just about our salvation. It was the ultimate expression of love. But it didn't stop there. That Christ modeled that love, presented that love to us, and that we know in the cross that Jesus demonstrated his love for us in a way that we continue to wrestle with and to understand and to fathom. We sing a lot of beautiful songs at Christmas, and I think they've become so familiar to us that we sometimes miss the the rich theology in them. O Holy Night. There's a line there that I didn't catch until maybe a couple years ago. And it says, And his law is love. That Jesus brought a new covenant, a new way, a new law that wasn't based on performance. The new law is love. And that's what Christ brought. That's what we celebrate in Advent. And you see, we know about Christ's love, 
But really, it's impossible to experience Advent, to experience Christmas without love. And so oftentimes we talk about this idea of Advent, this preparing, waiting, expecting. But are we really preparing our hearts to experience the love of Christ in a new and different way? Perhaps in a powerful and transforming way. Perhaps in a way that we have desperately needed for so long. Maybe even in a way that we didn't know that we needed. You see, it's nice to talk about the love story and to think about the love story. But do we open ourselves up to experience Christ's love anew this Advent season, this Christmas? Love has come to us. Love is with us. Love the one who loved you first, this Christ, the Christ child who comes, and become the love of Christ to others and to the world. Let us pray. God, we thank you for this season. Prepare our hearts. Create in us an ability to wait, a sense of expectation that, Lord, this would not just be another Christmas, another Advent, another hearing of the same old story, but that your Holy Spirit would stir something new in our hearts. That as we journey to Christmas in the midst of the tasks and activities and events, in the midst of knowing your love, we might look at this story in a different way. We might open our hearts and our minds to lo- and lives to your love in a new way. And God, where we need to experience your love, Bring it to us, whether we recognize our need or not. God, as you are with us, help us to know, embrace, and dispense your love. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.